Hello, fellow Robo Capitalists. Hope you're well. So tomorrow, the big Fed rate decision. They're meeting right now. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to hike interest rates? You think Jerome Powell still has that devil, an angel, the devil of Arthur Burns <laughs> on his right shoulder and the angel of Paul Volcker, one saying, pause, pause, pause. The other saying, hike, hike, hike. You got to, the inflation boogeyman. He wants to worry about his reputation, his legacy, for heaven's sakes. How is history going to remember Jerome Powell? You've got to think that's going to have a massive impact on his decision-making process. For sure, at the end of the day, he's only human, right? But then we have higher oil prices. But we have a lot of the economic data softening. You guys know what's happening in China. You know, there's a big recession, official recession, they're admitting to, in Germany right now, higher oil. I mean, there's a lot of things going on here. Let's check out, first and foremost, what the odds, what the market is predicting the Federal Reserve is going to do tomorrow. So we're going to go over to CME Fed Watch Tool. So I guess we're going to, I guess it's a countdown to like the rate decision or something like that, 23 hours. But look at this, the probability that the Fed keeps rates unchanged or that keeps rates where they are. So they pause, basically, they continue the pause. 99%, the probability that they increase rates just by 25 basis points, 1%, 1%. So I, I actually think this could be an opportunity. You know, if I was a betting type of guy, I would actually bet on the Fed increasing rates because I think you get tremendous odds. But I don't think they're considering the psychology here with what is going through Jerome Powell's mind. What's your downs? If you're Jerome Powell, now, if you're a rational human being, I know you could argue that there's significant downside to continue to raise rates based on all the stuff that we talk about on this channel, the bond market just screaming at you that you're wrong, first and foremost. But if you're looking at the world through his lens and through the lens of the Phillips curve, unemployment's still very low. And look, if unemployment is this low, we've really got to worry about the wage price spiral. Now, this is him talking, not George Gammon. But if unemployment's low, the labor market's tight, that means there's going to be significant pressure on employers to continue to increase wages. And if they do that, that's more purchasing power in the pockets of the average American. And over the last few months, in real terms, their purchasing power has gone up. So we've got to nip this in the bud. Home prices still haven't gone down. Stock market still close to all-time highs. Look at this. This is inflationary. Plus, you've got oil it's rapidly approaching $100 a barrel, I, we've got a hike. And then the most significant metric there, I don't want to be remembered as Arthur Burns. <laughs> like we said at the beginning, I want to be remembered as Paul Volcker. And I keep going back to that because I think human psychology is something that really no one pays attention to. And I think that's probably the biggest driver. I mean, he's probably rationalizing it. You could imagine what it would be like uh, if you put yourself in Jerome Powell's shoes right now. There, there's all this pressure. You know this is your legacy. You're, you keep telling yourself consciously that you're data dependent. You're data dependent. You're not going to allow your personal preferences. You're not going to allow your ego to get in the way of making a particular decision. But subconsciously, you know there's a battle going on. You know that if at any way possible 
for him to rationalize why it is the right thing to do for the overall economy, for the greater good, to continue to raise interest rates. That's exactly how his mind is going to spin it, his subconscious, because his because consciously he 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 so desperately wants to be remembered well as, as any of us would. I think that's only that's only human nature. So you you look at it from his standpoint. All these things that I just argued for why inflation probably hasn't yet been tamed. And then you ask yourself, what is the downside of raising another 25 basis points? At the end of the day, is it really going to matter? And look at his incentive structure. Let's say he increases interest rates another 25% and the economy crashes. Great. He did his job. Just like Paul Volcker. He had the balls to do exactly what was necessary. And that's how history is going to remember him. History is never going to remember him as, oh, he hiked rates too high, and that's what crashed the economy. That, that's, that's not on the table. So you've got one of two things here. You take rates higher and higher and higher, crash the economy, now you're the hero. Or the economy crashes on its own, you're still the hero. Or what you do is the economy doesn't crash, we get another wave of inflation, now all of a sudden you're Arthur Burns. You see, so he has every incentive to hike rates even higher than they need to be, way higher than they need to be. Because, he, in fact, you can't really error. If you're, if you're Jerome Powell and you're thinking about your legacy, you really can't error on the side of taking rates too high because that just puts you in the Paul Volcker camp, the guy that had the balls to do what was necessary, even though it was unpopular. So my point here is 1%? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think there might be a, a 2%. Chance that he increases rates, especially when you consider what's going on with the oil price. So I, I don't know. I, I, I guess the pushback there is, well, they technically, they don't really consider oil. They consider the core and that's minus the, the volatile energy prices. I have to remind you that they're volatile. Um, but I mean, is he really considering that? I, he's got to be. He's got to be. So and, and, and I'm not saying that's my base case. That's my, that's not I'm not saying that's my opinion, but it is interesting how the market could be offsides here. At least the probabilities. I, I think if I was betting, I would definitely take that bet uh, because I, I think the um, I think the odds are skewed. In well, how should I say that? I think the odds makers are wrong. So I would want to, I would want to take the other side of that bet. That being said, I think the probability is still a lot higher that the Fed pauses because at the end of the day, they're not going to want to disrupt the market, but maybe they do. See, now I'm kind of going back and forth in my own head because actually let's look at a a chart of the S and P 500 real quick here. And in fact, you know what? It's easier. Let's just go to the CNBC homepage. Oh, that was the student loan debt video we did. Okay. Let's just look at the U S markets and we're going to go look at S and P 500. And then let's just look at them all-time chart here. Yeah, so we're very close to the highs. Very close. So if I'm Jerome Powell, I mean, I, I don't I don't like this. I want the stock market lower. I want the housing market lower in nominal terms. I mean, I think if the S&P was down by a, a bunch, if it was down closer to like the 3,500 mark or the 3,000 mark, it, it might be a little bit different. But let's just say the Fed does catch the market off sides and the market goes down by 10%. If I'm Powell, I'm like, awesome, cool. 
Now let's move on to housing. Now let's get that unemployment rate up. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So again, the more I I think this through, the more I I think I, I would still say there's a higher probability that they keep rates the same. But I just, 1% that they raise rates? No. I would say you're looking at 80-20, maybe even 75-25. Those 75%, they keep rates the same. 25%, they increase. I don't think it's a coin toss, but I, 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 it's, it's no way, nowhere near 99%, 1%. So now let's move over to the other markets Actually, let's get a summary from the AP. Let's see what they're talking about. Stock market today, Wall Street slips as oil prices keep rising ahead of Fed decision on rates. Yeah, I'll bet you Wall Street's slipping because they're looking at those odds and they're coming to the exact same con- excuse me, conclusion that I'm coming to. They're looking at the price of oil and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a much higher probability that the Fed's going to raise rates tomorrow. Therefore, that is risk off. Or it's it's at least uh, a reason to sell the market because you would assume that if the market is offsides, that this is baked into the market as far as a pause, that if they actually get an interest rate hike, that would be very negative for the S&P 500. So let's see here. S&P 500 down 0.5%. Yeah, we know that. I've got some volatility in the market going back and forth. There's talk about the, the Fed's uh, interest rate decision. Now, here, let's look at this. They're talking about what the optimists are saying. Optimists say inflation has come down enough for the Fed to cut rates, to cut rates meaningfully next year. This argument makes no sense to me. I know we've talked about this a lot lately, but if rates are at 20%, I get it. Rates are normal. Rates are just normal. So why? If inflation is coming down, if we're having this soft landing or no landing, why, why would the Fed cut rates? And and then meaningfully, it, it it this assumes that like normal interest rates are like one percent. This is crazy talk. Just look at a freaking chart for heaven's sakes. It goes more. It goes back further than ten years. Jeez. They say while the economy uh, economy continues to hum, the economy's humming right now. That that's <laughs> that's what you'd call what's going on. Due to a solid job market. It is just so easy to defeat that that argument. This is this, it's just like a child's argument. Pessimists say the Fed may need to keep rates higher for longer than investors. That's not 
Really? That's what pessimists are saying? Not, not the pessimists I know. The pessimists I know are saying the Fed is going to have to slash rates back down to zero because we're going to have an economic crisis, for heaven's sakes. But look, they don't even mention that. Like, like that's not even on the table. And forget the, the tinfoil hatters. Forget the George Gammon types. Just, just look at the darn yield curve, for heaven's sakes. The, the, the number one macroeconomic indicator of all time, it's basically undefeated. It's like the Michael Jordan of macroeconomic indicators is sitting there screaming at you that we're going to have, at the very least, an economic recession, a global economic recession. But yet you're not even acknowledging that. You're not even considering that that's an option on the table. You're not even contemplating the idea that the Fed could possibly have to drop interest rates because of some sort of financial crisis. It's unbelievable that this is the mainstream. I mean, I would expect this type of analysis from from some, uh, 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 like a child in fifth grade, maybe. But from the, from the people who are supposedly the experts, this is astonishing. All right, so now they're talking about individual stocks. Let's go over to the CNBC home, whoops, excuse me, the CNBC homepage where we were. And we looked at how the stock market is kind of pricing this stuff in NASDAQ down as well, which is definitely what you would expect if the market's kind of waking up to the idea that, hey, maybe this isn't 99.1%. Maybe this is more like 75, 25. Bonds, I would assume, would be higher. Yeah, yields, geez, 4.35%. Not up a lot today, but yeah, 10 years definitely going up. But what's interesting is the two years going up as well. So that delta, the inversion, it is still right around probably 70 basis points. Crypto, I would that's up, so that's surprising. This is actually great for Bitcoin. This is really, really good news because you would expect Bitcoin to be trading down today right along with the NASDAQ. But I always said that one of the, the, the things that I'm going to look for in Bitcoin as far as the price action is when it decouples from the NASDAQ. And it seems like maybe we're, we're starting to see that. So if you're a Bitcoiner, I think that's great news. Even if the price goes down a little bit, as long as it's decoupling from the NASDAQ, so it's no longer considered a risk asset or, or like a leveraged risk asset, I, I think that's good long term. And the reason I say that is because ideally, if you want Bitcoin to be adopted by more and more people and being used as money and not just as a speculative tool, you would want the volatility to go down. Oil, we talked about what's going on there. Uh, 91 on WTI and then gold, yeah, as you would expect, down uh, because this would imply that maybe the market's waking up to the fact that there's a greater probability than they expected last week for the Fed to actually hike rates. Although uh, the, uh, the majority, or, or how should I say that? Although the probability still is on the side of an interest rate hike, the odds have gone up, I think, pretty substantially that they'll, um, excuse me, the probabilities on the side of the interest rate pause, not doing anything. But I think they're waking up to the idea that there's an, the odds are increasing above 1%, for heaven's sakes, that the Fed will actually hike. Therefore, a lot of these players could be offsides. And that's what it's kind of what we're seeing being priced in. Look at copper as well. Copper down. Uh, th this makes a lot of sense. Silver down, industrial metal. Uh, that would all be in line with a greater chance uh, than what was expected. I guess that's the right way to say it, that the Fed will actually increase tomorrow. All right, guys. So there you have it. That's the summary. 
I'm not sure when they come out with the rate hike dis- or the rate decision tomorrow, but we'll be right on top of it. We'll do a live stream. We'll go over everything they said, what Jerome Powell says, and then how the markets respond. In the interim, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. If you want more of the most important recent stories that we have talked about right here on this channel, Josh will put them in a playlist right about here. We'll see you on the next video.